G'day legends, uh, on today's episode we have my housemate, uh, my longest mate and also my best mate Dylan McCombie. Uh, through this episode we spoke a lot about Dylan's plans to travel at the end of the year and just what it all entails for the hopefully next year. Uh, we talk about a few bucket list items that he's ticking off, one including skydiving and getting his skydiving license. He also puts his snack skills on display um, with a little game that we had. But yeah, me and Blake, we've loved having our mates on recently um, because it's not very often that you get these chances to sit down and have a chat for an hour. So we really love this chat with Dylan and we hope you do too. Jeez, a couple of uh, William Duncan alum- alumni in here tonight. Got a statue of us. Man's <laughs> really all over that place. <laughs> I, I drove past it. I drove past it the other day, um, and it's it's always weird because like obviously I've never been inside that school and that sort of thing. That got me like thinking back about stories like from primary school and just those little hangout spots because I think those kids were like running under one of the buildings. Yeah. like all those little spots even at like high school for us like just those memories that come back like behind the um sports sheds when we had that fight club at lunch and <laughs> things like that as well but yeah it's good fun first kiss at that place <laughs> william duncan yeah. really yeah behind i sports. hope it was a while ago oh shit well, mate, welcome to the Montana Project. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you. Um, long, long bit of history between you two. Me and Corey, yeah, yeah. yeah. probably coming up twenty years or something. I was years. actually thinking about that today. Yeah, it would be. What was it preschool or is it grade one or something? Preschool, yeah. First yeah. day of preschool, yeah. Yeah, right. Me, how did that kick off? I don't remember how we met actually, but um, he's just was... always been around. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> there was three of us. There was another another bloke. Um, Taj, I think his name was. Yeah, that's right. Little blonde fella. Was he one of the baby boys? N- nah, he, <laughs> he ended up leaving pretty yeah. much straight after preschool. I'm pretty sure it was just me and Corey. We actually were in the same grade, I mean, same class every grade up until grade nine. Mm. Yeah, right. So, yeah, proper best mates, yeah. 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 I think we, we got split up once, mm. grade seven. For the first then, couple of weeks. Or grade six. Mm. And they're like, a few weeks in, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna make a six-seven class. Join me and Dylan again." Because were you were you always in the same? We were grade? almost yeah. I so I started um, preschool a year late. Yeah. Um. So obviously a year older than Corey, but yeah, started started same time as everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. It's it's wild. Like I think outside that, like I, I reckon I've known Lockie probably for a similar amount of time, but it's it's amazing when you start reflecting on it. Like twenty years of. Well, long time. Well, like even us, we're ten years now. I was thinking, like mm. we're ten years out of school, five years in high school. I mean, seven. sorry, yeah, well, even seven now. Seven. Yeah, well, yeah. What's that? Twelve. What 12? was it? Two thousand fifteen. We graduated. Two thousand fifteen. Yeah. So yeah, twelve years that we've all known each other. Time fucking flies. Mm. Yeah. And um, yeah. Well, it's it's you see, it's pretty good that we're all still mates. It's it's yeah. rare, rare. I think it's nice as well because it's like a kind of a screw you to those people. Like I remember when we were finishing up, people like, yeah, you won't be mates with those people <laughs> no. after after school's all finished up. And we, like, I think we kept it pretty solid as well. Even like 
during school, it was like every Friday night was like, remember we were like going to the movies yeah. and stuff? Like we went Gr- to that stage. Grilled in movies. Yeah, grilled, grilled in movies, movies and stuff. That's the restaurant as well. We'd like to point out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the burgers. The burgers. Yeah. No, that was like the spot. And then it's funny because like as you kind of get your license and that bit more freedom and stuff, like when we eventually to go into like the spit and all that sort of stuff, ended up crashing Until into each other. Until everyone rear-ended each other. <laughs> that was an eventful night. Were you so, driving? I was driving. I, I escaped. I escaped that little crash. Um, Where were you? I was. I was in second. I wasn't in pole position. I... Well, we're coming back from the spit, and I we were heading north to Helensvale to one of the boys' place, and I went Smith Street, and you just continued past Smith Street, and then I think I was with Josh Coombe. Yeah. And I remember getting a call from Alex, and he's just said that you all boys have just got into a car accident together, and we're like, "Fuck off, he's a lion." Yeah. And then dead serious, so we. U turn and came back, and yeah, it's like a four car pile up. <laughs> yeah, cars getting towed away. Which it's, is... Fortunately, I don't think anyone was hurt, like, but it was one of those things that, yeah, sort of, I guess you made you realize pretty quick. Well, my car was real strange because, and probably props to Ford, like the German made little Fiesta that I had at the time. <laughs> it thing. got squished, <laughs> and like, I, I ended up driving home after it because there was like a bit of my bumper on front and back were pushed in, and then like. Yeah. Zach's car behind me was totaled like that whole bonnet was in and then my car ended up getting written off because they reckon like all the chassis was bent and stuff oh really yeah dude it was such a process as well because they once it got fixed they're like oh do you want to buy it back and I was like how much they're like I remember actually being at schoolies and they were like the ins- the guy from the insurance company was calling me and he's like he's like oh best we can give you is 2200 and like being probably drunk at the time I was like I was like what I was like, stay on the phone. I jumped on like car sales at the time and I was like, I pulled up something straight away and I was like, mate, it's worth four grand on here. Like you're yeah. trying to lowball. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'll have another look at it sort of thing. And yeah, I ended up buying it back, but to get it off like a, there's a deregistered list. I think it's like the Quover or whatever it is. Um, but they charge you like an arm and leg just to get it back off that. And then you got to get it re-registered. Isn't it? I, I think I ended up probably breaking even on it just with getting some money back. But yeah. Yeah, um, I did want to do two recommendations actually tonight. Um, one to just brush over. I was I was listening lately to the Resilience Project. Mm-hmm. It's by Hugh Van Kylenberg. Um, he's got a podcast called The Imperfects as well. You always heard of him? Uh he was on Cooper Chapman's yeah podcast. The other yeah, week. yeah. I've I've read his book. I've read his Resilience Project. Yeah, how did you find it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a few years back now when I first moved into my place. Yeah. Um, I remember actually reading it, the whole thing on the balcony, um, just sitting back in the sun and reading it. It was it was eye opening because obviously everyone's gone through their mental health battles, and um, mm. yeah, it was a good read. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. One of the bits that I'm up to at the moment, so I haven't actually finished it, but I was on um, chapter eight, and he's talking about just the negative effects of having our phones and just so, things so accessible. And to summarize it, because it's definitely worth going and um, checking out, but. He sort of summarized it to five things that you can, I guess, do to increase your um, day-to-day life without these. And number one was deleting Facebook from your phones. And whether it's Facebook or something else, um, whether it's Instagram or something, just to not have that super accessible. And he was talking about this. And obviously, for you, deal, this is something you've already read. But um, yeah, to go over that. And I know for myself, like getting rid of Facebook a while ago, because I just hate the feeling. And the reason for this recommendation, I guess, is because lately coming back onto instagram with this podcast and trying to promote and stuff it's it's a weird kind of balance because like 
I hate finding myself scrolling mm. and like especially scrolling with no purpose rather than like trying to find someone's post or something. And you know that you know that page where it gives you suggestions for things? Yeah. It's like there's just so much shit in there, but then you get, get caught. Yeah, Dude, you get, get caught stuck. into it and like yeah. But that that was one of the things. Um, I, just, I got rid of TikTok. Did you? Yeah, a few <laughs> weeks ago. Yeah, of course yeah. I was obsessed with it. You were. Um like I haven't really bothered about re-downloading it, but now I'm addicted to Facebook videos. It's it's all the same. <laughs> Is it the same sort of setup? Oh, it's, just, it's all the yeah, same like algorithms here. They, yeah, yeah. they. Because that that was something that he spoke about. Like they've got thousands of these engineers essentially just designing something to capture mm. attention. And no joke, like whatever I'm doing, I'll, I'll now I get really frustrated because like I'll go to grab my phone and one of the parts he was talking about is. He had this fantastic conversation with his dude at the pub just because he left his phone at home on purpose. And when he like he found himself searching for something to do and it's like to realize that you don't need to fill every second full of something and being busy all the time and actually just to sit there and just enjoy what you're doing yeah. was pretty cool. It's interesting. I would listen to the Joe Rogan and Mark Zuckerberg podcast yeah. the other day. Yeah. It's pretty cool like how they've set up the whole algorithm and stuff because like, it can tell the way you react to a post and if it's like what kind of post it is so then facebook will end up recommending more of those posts to you and you'll see them more often yeah so even if it's like a photo of a baby that someone's put up yeah and you react to it then you'll start getting stuff with like babies and like oh yeah it's just wild how i can actually do that it'd be interesting to see how far it's like changed some people's lives like whether Mm. it put them on a a tangent 10 years ago because how long facebook's been around for like 10 15 years. years Probably plus, yeah. yeah. Did you ever have a MySpace account? I never had a MySpace account. <laughs> I don't think it's the only one I never had, no. Yeah. I think it started on MSN. MSN, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you see the little green icon when yeah. someone like you've been tr- waiting to message this chick and you're like, and then they're on, you're like, oh, stop. And you got like all these different emojis for each letter and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, the second thing that he mentioned was turning off notifications. So um, for me, I've always had no notifications on instagram and i found it just helps so much throughout the day but i'm actually looking to um just pretty much do it across the board because like realistically if someone really needs to get in contact with you or something's sort of important unless you're actually having some time to jump on there and chat to someone i thought it was like just a good way to do it as well um thirdly rearranging the home screens um so just what's in front of you making things Mm -hmm. making things easier is always uh, so making things harder is always going to benefit you in that regard. So like taking off, even making a subfolder for social media or whatever. Um, leave home without your phones. Now I didn't, I didn't know how I felt about this one because I feel like the purpose and I guess benefit of having a phone is for people to access you mm. at all times mm. in in a way. But um, I guess it just would depend on what you're doing. Like I know with my watch and stuff, I'm fortunate enough. Like I can run without my phone now and if i want to play some music or whatever going through that but yeah, yeah it's 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 such a strange one because you always do that like keys wallet phone check yeah. when you're walking yeah. out the door when um when Lockie used to live with us we used to have a little little thing similar to that but it was just when we used to go down to the beach we never used to take our phones yeah it was just a little bit of a escape i guess you could say and i've personally been trying to focus on being less on social media I've, yep. I've noticed lately i've just every spare second or every uh chance there's like an awkward situation not awkward situation i should say just a, a moment of silence i seem to reach for my phone so mm. i'm like not like 
what's the word? Um, yeah, without even knowing. Basically, yeah. I'm sort of yeah. gabbing for my phone and I'll, I'll look at it and catch myself. I'm like, why am I pulling out my phone right now? Yeah, it's not a conscious decision. It's, it's not a conscious making. decision. It's yeah. a, there's a spare second of time yeah. and I'm grabbing for my phone. Um, yeah. And like, I'm like, I've, I've seriously just been on my phone 30 seconds ago. I've, yeah. I've yeah. reading the same things that I've Yeah, you're expecting pr- something new. Yeah, but like, it's just a, it's like you said, a, um, far out. Did they touch in the Zuckerberg Rogan interview or like episode? Did they speak about how, I guess it's designed to just make you feel like it gives you a release of dopamine, I'm pretty sure. And that's mm. why like, you, by pulling that out, you're not actually that interested in what you're seeing. It's how how it's making you feel. Mm. No, I didn't really mention that. Um, it was just you know, a lot of it was just mainly about like all the upcoming things, right? Really. With the meta, yeah, yeah, meta and all that. Yeah, that's cool though. How you're just going down to the beach and just appreciate. Like, have you have you found as well? I, I noticed you're wearing a, a good human shirt the other day as well. So obviously, yeah. gratitude's playing a part of that. Yeah, I, I've I've followed Cooper and his podcast and whatnot for a while. I purchased one of his shirts when it, he first kickstarted. I, I've um, yeah, really looked up to him previously and i'm super proud for you for taking the steps to um do his gratitude journal and you Corey, as well and I, I plan to start as well because um yeah i think gratitude's a great thing to to recognize and bring into your day each day yeah mm. yeah 100 mm. percent um you did mention earlier in regards to um i think we were talking about schoolies before and that was one of the topics i wanted to talk about because you were probably one of the only mates that went like straight into full-time work like it was the following monday wasn't it It was yeah it was the monday straight after schoolies <laughs> <laughs> stupidly because um, and it wasn't just like any kind of work it was like straight into an apprenticeship yes yeah, and- straight into my apprenticeship i had a school-based apprenticeship uh, yep. one day a week for all through year 12 so um i knew my employer and he was keen to get me on straight away but yeah the monday after school was probably a bit of a stretch <laughs> a few sore heads i know if, like and i've sort of struggled with it a little bit lately and coming into like what we'll probably talk about later of travels and whatnot like i never got that time to enjoy life which mm. i've really struggled with of late and and whatnot but obviously the boys probably got the six month break if not longer finding what they wanted to do mm. where i sort of jumped straight into things so i've never i don't think since high school i've had a longer break than two weeks yeah like the christmas sort of period uh, yeah stuff. apart from the christmas period like obviously you're four weeks off during the year but yeah i haven't had any time off apart from when i did my acl and had to sit on the couch for a month mm. but but it's not yeah it's not the same no so i've been uh, longing for a vacation and yeah i can't wait to because that was one of the points that i was keen to chat about like being in uh, i guess a product of the construction industry like myself like you you kind of just get driven into this role and i think we've touched on it before in the podcast where you either get pushed towards tertiary education with uni and that sort of thing or you do a trade it's one or the other yeah um and- i think that's just society these days like i remember in grade 12 when we sat when we all got dragged to the library and we discussed our futures as grade 12s and i had no idea Mm. what i wanted to do i know i wasn't very good in school so obviously got driven towards the trading trade industry and started young started my doing my school based throughout school but yeah i like to this day i know it's not what i want to do for the rest of my life Mm. and i'm sure most people 
are pretty similar to me it's the in my opinion though it's like the sad thing that gets addressed it's like it seems like trades are a second option to be honest like I had gone to uni for the short period and I much rather my experience going through an apprenticeship and I know so many people even all of us like we've been fortunate enough to get into a position where make some money um, and like Mm. got into a a place of property and that sort of thing as well just because of work yeah 100% whereas if you go down that pathway of just uni and stuff as well not not to say that it's bad in any way because it's definitely helpful but I think that people shouldn't be made to feel when they're at school as though trades like oh well if you can't go to uni you should go to a trade no there's definitely pros and cons to both of them and like you said we we have been able to financially set ourselves up because of our trade Mm. um, where I know like just in my family my sister is well behind she spent six years at uni because she did she originally go into vet science yeah well the first year out of high school she had to do a subject just to sort of get into the course yeah um, and then, yeah, basically another five years away from home, living out of home um, up at Gatton, which is about two hours away from the Gold Coast. And she'd come back every weekend and um, sort of clean offices. We used to clean offices together um, mm. when we were younger, my mum's office, um, to just earn a little bit of extra cash. But yeah, she's to this day still behind on life purely because of the decisions that she's made. And she's, she's found a career that... Um, she enjoys now she had some hiccups along the way but um i don't think she regrets what she 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 done but like yeah i'm 25 now and have a property and she's 27 and and doesn't but Mm. um and there's like she's probably smarter with her financials than i am but yeah like you said the trading industry there's there's pros and cons and money is a a pro in it Mm. um so yeah yeah, it's definitely, it's a tricky one because I feel like to ask someone that is at an age and, it, and it's so weird because like trying to reflect, reflect on it, sorry, at this point in time and you're like, oh yeah, I felt so young back then. And like hmm. even looking at when you go past like a school or something, you see how young a year 12 student is. But at the time you're like, I'm on top of the world. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm the man. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. It was, um, it's it, like, and the thing is being able to see you choose or change your career options a few times yeah. since school it's um it's 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 made me realize and like i just said this probably isn't what i want to do for the rest of my life mm. and i i long and i hope to be able to find something that i do enjoy doing every day mm. um and when i come back from travels that's what i'm going to try and find what i want to do yeah so yeah i'm not going to probably jump straight back into it um obviously it's going to be like we said the financial side of it is it draws you back in because mm. it probably is one of the highest earning um, professions in the world, the trade industry. Yeah. But um, I'm willing to sacrifice a little bit of money. Especially, to find especially where to. you're at at the moment. The, the boys on EBA money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I think it, it's definitely, a. it seems like things are shifting um, because the whole idea of having a career, in my opinion, is kind of starting to change. Like, people to go into a trade or whatever it is and work it for 40 odd years it just seems to change or Hmm. yeah and it's like if you can cover your costs of things like why not try something else or like yeah because you're only here for a certain period of time it's like if you're not enjoying enjoying each day of what you're doing like why keep doing it yeah yeah it's it's you sort of need to figure out like why are you working like Hmm. are you working 
to get those materialistic things like property, like nice cars, like that. And if, if that's what you want, like working hard and finding a profession that pays well, that might be it for you. But I'm starting to learn that, that that's not what drives me anymore. Like I've, I've got a nice property and I've, I've got nice things, but that's not what makes me happy anymore. And, um, yeah, I can't wait for the end of the year to get overseas and start living my life because I think that's when I will start, when I will find myself basically. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going overseas to be able to see things and experience things, but I'm going over there to find myself as well. Yeah. Because I've been last, and I'm sure lots of people can agree with me since COVID, like I've just been, felt like I've been stuck in a hole. Mm-hmm. Just a rotation of the the seven to three thirty or the nine to five going to work coming home eating dinner mm. doing that every day and yeah yeah it's it's not what I want to do for the rest of my life so um, I'm gonna sacrifice money to to go and to go and live yeah I'm mm. excited for it it's um interesting I think we spoke about it on a previous one how just like the career change and people find it as quitting mm. and it's so like frowned upon but it's like if you're if it's not something you want to do then yeah it's okay to change your mind. I, like I, I you used, don't have to just be stuck to saying yeah, just I, because you built it. Exactly. And I used to be so afraid of even just like asking my boss for a day off or the it, like it used to it used to control my life. It used mm. to um, and like I've grown yeah. up in a hard working family. Like mm. my mum and my dad, both of them, my nan and my pop, but like my mum especially like She'd work nine to five, come home, feed me and my sister and continue to work by the time we went home. Like, that's mm. all I've known. Like I know hardworking people mm. and I, I believe I am as well. But um, I just, yeah, like what Corey was just trying to say, like people just get stuck. Um, I think a lot of the, I, I know for speaking for myself at least, like so much of the pressure actually just come from yourself it though. is yeah it is because like I, I know so many times i've actually gotten a point gotten to a point i'm like oh, hang on i was like anyone everyone's so busy with their own shit like and even if it's your friends or your family or whoever even at work and and in the best way possible you're replaceable like regardless mm. of it of the industry you know whatever you're doing like life's going to carry on the sun's going to come up tomorrow and it's like well once you get to that point it's kind of like freeing to be like all right well what do I really want to do and how do I get to that point? And like, to me, it seems like travel is going to be awesome. It's like, it's opening up this this new space for you to kind of, like you said, find yourself, but yeah. also just to, yeah, just to experience new things and get a different aspect of life, I guess. But so on the travel, where's it kicking off and what's your plan? If you have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got, a, I've got a little bit planned. Um, so at the end of the year and mid-December, I've got a, I've got a one-way ticket one-way ticket one-way ticket to plane ticket yeah one-way plane ticket to bali so spending christmas and new years with my family and then uh you blake and your brother reese they're going to come over and we're going to do um island hop a little bit um Mm. get our surfboards get scooters and just just go find some waves basically Mm. um so do that for two weeks and then and then i'll jet over to, to canada which is it's been I'm sure you guys know number one on my bucket list for a long time. I, yeah. especially with COVID, it was put on hold, and good things, good things did come from COVID. I was able to purchase my first property, and 
um, among other things, tick off a few other things on my bucket list, but Canada's always been number one. Mm. Um, but like, and I'm excited for it, but like I've, I've come to realize and I've thought about it a lot and it, like it wasn't Canada as such as to why I wanted to go overseas or Canada wasn't why I was going overseas. I, yeah, it's a place that I'd like to travel to and, but, um, like snowboarding is probably the main thing as to why I wanted to go yeah. to Canada, but I can't wait to experience more. Mm-hmm. So after, after I'll do the winter season, the working winter season in Canada, and then basically I've got no plans after that. And that's, mm. that's what I'm most excited about. Um, I was telling someone today, I just, I'm going to go where the wind takes me. Yeah. I can't wait to go over there and meet new people and experience new things and just yeah basically go with the wind takes me like i've i've got ideas of what i want to do but nothing locked in and i think that's the most exciting part for me mm. um, it's not canada anymore it's it's what's after canada yeah and being in an environment where the opportunities are just going to pop up because obviously you're not the first person to feel like this and for people to go over and obviously as well canada's just as such a sick spot mm-hmm. so you're going to get over there and there's going to be people sort of like-minded having an idea of what they want to do and you're like oh yeah that, that seems right so that's sick exactly i do want to touch on lombok and sabal because to be honest mate i'll, I'll get honest <laughs> like i'm shit scared of surfing reef over there, especially <laughs> if it so i was talking to a guy at work today um he was recently in bali and then i got riley a um, friend of ours who just got back and it was like pumping yeah and he's a great surfer, especially in comparison to myself. <laughs> and he and he was getting cut up on the reef. I think you saw that video as yeah. well. So, what's your plan? Because I went and bought I went and bought some little booties to surf in. <laughs> yeah, obviously, obviously, we're from the Gold Coast. Um, beach breaks and point breaks and stuff. We're not really used to the the reef, so it is new to me as well. But I'm excited. I um, have surfed it a few times, probably not to the caliber of your mate. Yeah, um, yeah, but. I'm, I'm willing to throw myself over the edge and <laughs> take a couple of scratches. Oh, man. It's all it's, part of the experience. I think I think beyond that, it's like, I don't know, not knowing what to expect as well because we're obviously, so we're, what are we doing? So we're meeting you in Bali at the, the ferry. Yep, the terminal ferry. So yep. I'll, I'll have everything sorted by the time we get over there. Like I said, I'll spend two weeks with the family and once they leave, you guys come over. So I'll sort some scooters for us and a bit of accommodation and... Once you guys get over there, we'll jump on a ferry over to Lombok and make our way through Lombok over to Sambaur and just find waves. Yeah. Um, like, we don't have a plan either, which is yeah. which is what is half the fun. Like, I think the I'm past the holiday stage. I'm past the having to do something every day, have a plan every day. I don't want that. Mm. I, I just want to go where the wind takes me and have fun. Do you think, like, when you have two strict of an itinerary you actually you feel a bit pressured to go do yep. those things and then if especially if you've outlaid money mm. on something like yep. it's probably been a while since i've gone but even with our honeymoon i guess with amy and i coming up for new zealand like flying into queenstown we're spending two nights there and then jump in the van and we just know when we have to be in christchurch yep. and i was mm. like there's going to be so many sick things along the way and if you see something then you're like oh man but we've got to get here by four o'clock this arvo yeah versus like in Sambara or something, if we find a spot that's working well or we don't even want to stay there for some other reason, like 
But yeah, I reckon we'll rock up though. Dilski's got his local connections. Got some braids. Yeah, I'll be nice. Dylan and Barley's different. Because yeah. <laughs> you tan up, you tan up as much as Corey. I do. Yeah, I'll have I'll have a little Corey tan by the time yeah. you guys get there. Because you're over there for two weeks before Reese and I get there. Hey. Yeah, two weeks. If not, I'm looking to maybe go over there a little bit early, but yeah, we'll we'll see. It's actually wild because I was looking at joining you over Chrissy and stuff, and it was <clears throat> two grand almost for a return flight. Really? Bali. Yeah. Mm. You it's guys like, got in right at the six right hours time. or something, yeah. Yeah, I think it's purely because Corey's going over. I was looking to go over there over the Christmas period. Right. Um, probably left it a little bit too late. Yeah. Where you guys, I think, have snuck in just at the right time. Mm. Were you saying Bali to Canada is the same as Bali uh, as Gold Coast to Canada? Yeah, price wise, price wise, are pretty similar. So. It, this has been half the adventure as well and everyone's asking me like oh like are you going to come home before you go to canada or are you going to go from bali to canada and i i've been thinking about it a lot and thinking mm. about all my options i'm going to obviously have my my summer gear in bali and mm. am i going to take my winter gear off over to bali yeah, a bit and, of rude shock rocking up <laughs> yeah just take, little, take the fins a little out bit of board. a change but like i've been chatting with mum about it and i think I think we've got a bit of a plan as to how I'm going to get my stuff over there and whatnot. But yep. yeah, price-wise, they're pretty similar. Yep. So from Brisbane to, to Canada, you can get a direct flight with Virgin. Um, but from Bali to Canada, you've you've got a stopover. They're pretty much similar time um, flights. But I was thinking that's, like I was saying, that's half the adventure. I, like I'm keen to continue on my trip from Bali straight to Canada. And I've got no time restraints. I don't have a two-week holiday in Canada. Yeah. I don't care how long it takes me to get there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's half the fun. Yeah. Buy some winter stuff when I get over there. Um, and, yeah, start my, start my new life. Do they hike the prices up when you're buying stuff for in the snow? Like, I'd only assume because... Well, that's another question. I've been asking numerous people, and they reckon that it's probably cheaper to buy your stuff once you get over to Canada. Oh, true. Well, yeah, you have to pay for all the baggage and. That's another. It's another thing, and I'd, yeah. I'd have to cart all over my snowboard and stuff like that, and I'll obviously have my surfboards with me. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I've I've got a plan, but um. Just take the fins off the surfboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You need you need to just like jump on a page where someone's heading to Bali from Canada and be like, look, I'll swap you. Yeah, <laughs> like house swap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wasn't there a wife swap or something? For yeah, me? they used to be wild, eh? <laughs> <laughs> How do you imagine trying imagine... to promote that to misses? Like, look, I've got a scenario. You out? <laughs> Another chick? In. Yeah. Oh, I swear, I still like you though. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um. You said before with COVID, you ticked off a few bucket list items. I've spoken to you about this one quite a bit. You've got someone to also convince here. <laughs> Skydiving, you got your license. Um, you, I guess, where's it up to and where do you want it to go? Yeah, I've um, yeah, I've I've had seventeen solo skydives now, which is it's been uh, it's been amazing. Um, to be honest, I, when I was 18 years old, me and my mum did a tandem together. Um, so that was my first time skydiving and then actually me and you call, we, mm. we did a tandem together as again. And then sort of since then getting my solo skydiving license has always been right up there on my bucket list. Mm. Um, forever, whatever reason it, like I never sort of got it done, whether it was cause of work, cause of how much it cost or I was always just making excuses basically. Um, but some life life stuff happened recently and I basically it was just like a big fuck it 
I'm going to do it. I don't care how much it costs. I don't care how long it takes. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it for me because I've wanted to do it for 17 years now mm. since I was 18 years old. So, um, yep, I, a few months ago, I um, researched and booked in and it, it actually worked out really well. They They actually offer your course over a handful of weekends. You don't need to do it in a set period of time, which which I didn't know and I never looked into it. So um, that's another benefit for you, Blake. But mm. um, yeah, I've bucket list. That's was right up there. But everyone asks you, what does it feel like? It's an unexplainable feeling. It's a, um, it's a euphoric feeling. It's um, I'm an adrenaline junkie. I always have been. I like doing all that stuff, jumping off cliffs etc etc so this is always right up my alley where lots of the boys that they can't see themselves doing it but i couldn't recommend it enough mm. i um, think i think if you could get anyone to do it once they'd probably do it again 100 like I, I and i don't know i guess i don't know the stats of like because pretty much the the big thing is that people are like oh well if your shoot doesn't go off or something it's like oh well you've got two shoots so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah dude yeah. i watched do you, have you seen the video of the guy and he gets it recently come out i might yeah. have sent it to you and he like gets tangled and he starts falling through his shoot yeah and you and um, like, you and seven other people said that. <laughs> <laughs> that video to me so it's like to, to and to see how calm he was just to be like all right just work his way through it but yeah so let's break it down so what's the cost of it the cost <laughs> i'm taking notes. yeah <laughs> cost varies it depends where you go there's there's two options for our area where i went which is a bit out west yep. um and then there's the buying one the course is um it's roughly about three grand um depends like i said you can sort of break it over a handful of weekends so it depends how long it, it takes you but you do you spend a day in the classroom learning all the the ins and outs of what you're about to experience and then sort of that afternoon you get to do a tandem together yeah um so that's called taf one and then from there you do nine solo jumps um so f1 f2 f3 etc etc um and then you just sort of progress with each jump so the first jump you're you're jumping out with two instructors which are holding onto your arm and legs um so basically you're just learning to free fall by yourself um you do a few practice touches to your um to your, your shoot handle and um and then you just progress from there so like your next jump you'll have one instructor um next jump you won't have any instructors touching you or you're always got an instructor jumping out the plane with you but yeah. um, as you progress you uh, learn different maneuvers 360s backflips forward backwards um learning to accelerate your free fall slow your free fall down just learning the basics um so it takes yeah so once you sort of do nine jumps um and you get ticked off on all them by your instructor you you get your thing it's called your a license which um um which is basically yeah your solo skydiving yeah um license and then sort of from there you just keep progressing progressing like it is absolutely crazy how green i am still where i think i'm i'm still quite good but there's still so much to learn watching yeah. these people and what they can do is crazy so there's still heaps of room to move and to get better which i'm excited to do yeah. some people are obsessed with it um, <laughs> i need a skydiving buddy so yeah what, um, what was the first jump 
by yourself like because it one obviously they were holding on to you for the sort of initial solo yeah. but what was the first one was it was that the most nerve-wracking we like, all right this is actually all on me no well it was more exciting for me like obviously i'd done the free fall thing so i knew what that feeling was yeah. um pulling your your own parachutes pretty cool yeah uh, <laughs> um but please work please work. yeah they sort of teach you you've so you got six seconds so after you pull your shoot you're meant to count one mississippi two mississippi three mississippi check your shoot see if it's opening four mississippi five mississippi six mississippi if it hasn't opened by then <laughs> you've got a problem you, then you sort of have to go through emergency procedures which is basically cut away your main shoot yeah and then pull your reserve so they, they, rec- they recommend, or I sort of asked my instructors, like, how often does that happen? And he's like, oh, probably once every 800 jumps. So yeah, right. mm. I've got 17 at the moment. 800, <laughs> eight, 800s is a long way to go. So hopefully yeah. I don't have to experience that. But So cutting away when you're pulling that, it, how does it detach? Uh, there's like a, it's like a, I'm not, no expert, but there's basically a cord that goes through your, your parachute and it's basically like a blade which just releases your your yep. rises and it just basically cuts it away yeah and then you obviously got your reserve handle which releases your your reserve shoot yeah mm. yeah it's pretty sick i was i was actually um talking to someone the other day because i knew someone a while ago and they i think they ended up kicking their sort of journey off with it because they had cancer at the time mm. and they're like radio like what do i want to do and they're like i want to start living life like just pretty much to the fullest and that was on their bucket list and fortunately with their situation that um, they ended up beating cancer and like they were just doing all this sick stuff and they're like well why not like yeah. just keep keep doing that sort of thing but yeah it's definitely something that's been on my list obviously been a, a bit of a, a bit of a year for yeah, expenses well, and well, stuff yeah but. well exactly like we're at different stages in our life and like what i was saying money is it means different to me now than what it did two years ago when i wasn't doing my course yeah i was in that nine to five mindset i need to save 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 where now i'm like i can't wait to spend my money on things that i want to do in yeah, life make you happy make me happy yeah yeah it's it's, it's an amazing one like i can't remember what it was but i was i think i was like just driving along and i was like man there was a period of our lives where and and just i guess seeing how grateful you are or just how content you get with things like just driving a car mm. and and if that like fortunate enough with having a work vehicle now as well like comfy driving around all day aircon that sort of thing and you're like man like there's a period where we we're catching buses down to yeah. early to go surf and all like yeah. having to catch a bus to go to the movies trains everywhere like mm. yeah especially for you boys near the rang train station <laughs> we should just scoot everywhere yeah <laughs> we used to have to catch the train home every day when bus train bus was for Pain, me mate. it was the, the only bus that went to the train station and it'd rock up late every day really so then you would as you were rocking up the train would be coming in <laughs> so you had to like run off yeah and they wouldn't open the back door either they like oh, they had really? like a real issue with it or something i don't know why would people not tapping off their go cards or something like I don't that know. But then like you get like jack bristol and stuff just hitting the emergency <laughs> just gaffing it but you'd you'd miss it and especially the train's been so bad. Yeah. On the Gold Coast, you have to wait another half an hour. To yeah, yeah. It. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like, even stories like that, you, little things that you just forget in the time. Like, you feel like it was yesterday since school and then you remember things like that. I'm like, man, that feels like... Remember our Labrador bus? Yeah, man. Where we used to go to footy. <laughs> Hungry Jacks every time. <laughs> I remember the best Hungry Jacks has been... I think Dylan was playing higher grade or something. 
because he's yeah a bit older a bit better and we went to hungry jackson dylan had the crown <laughs> and so i don't know what's happened but he's gotten in trouble and he's gotten taken to the other side of the field by the coach and he's still got the hungry jacks crown on his head <laughs> he was tearing me a new one for whatever reason about the crown and <laughs> eating hungry jacks before training yeah i don't know what it was but i stuck strong and held my ground and kept the crown on which probably wasn't the smartest option i was a bit, I was a bit of a dick You're like, I this. <laughs> oh shit well on the topic of food i had a little game for you because you aren't well known as the, being the snack man of our group <laughs> don't mind so, make sure he gets in his undies first yeah <laughs> so classic little maneuver in an afternoon for you is to get home and usually either crack a beer or some some beverage yeah, you, T- yeah. talk us through it <laughs> well when i was pre me moving into my house um used to live with mum and that was obviously benefits living with mum dinner was cooked yeah um clothes were clean etc etc so yeah i used to just come home undress straight straight to my undies grab a packet of chips and sit on the couch and it was a regular occurrence i remember uh, the first time i stayed over your place and i was like i was like oh i think i was going for a shower i was like oh is there towels in here opens it up there was a whole linen cupboard <laughs> full of snacks like just yeah. oh there's everything but yeah. now nah, on that topic then I, I designed a little game so we'll get your help Corey, and we'll probably have to give a little quick edit um get you set up we're gonna throw a blindfold on you and get you to just taste test a few things and i want you to tell, <laughs> i want you to tell us because I, I, I was talking to Amy about this before and i'm like i reckon he's gonna nail at least 90 percent of it so Shit. we'll uh, we'll get it sorted and then we'll jump back in <laughs> All right, so Dilski, this is probably terrible because it's a podcast anyway. But he's got he's got a uh, little blindfold on, uh, Carlton blindfold at the moment, which is from Amy. Thank you. Blues are out, but they're still serving serving <laughs> a purpose. Um, Corey, our assistant's going to give him the first yep. one. He's going to have a guess. Here comes the choo choo train. <laughs> He's just getting free food. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a strawberry and cream lolly. Oh, no. Wrong. That's wrong. Is it? Yeah. What was that? Milk bottle. Milk, Milk bottle. bottle. That was the second option. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one. <laughs> uh, barbecue shape. Yes. <laughs> one from two. It was really hard trying to pick these because I was like, well, yeah. what do I do? Like, do I pick off shape or flavor? Oh, <laughs> you're going to be hearing is just chewing. <laughs> <laughs> Hit it with us. Oh. Well, you got me second guessing myself because I think this is a strawberry and cream yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> Two from three. <laughs> We don't need to go through all of them. Yeah, just throw we'll throw up a couple of more. different ones. Yeah. Is that a sour skittle? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Man, the guy's good. <laughs> all right, last one. Oh no, we go second last second one. one. We'll do we'll do two of them. Is that a drumstick? Alright, <laughs> 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 oh, oh. alright. Oh, I bet you, you thought you were going to get me with that one. Last one, last one. 
Can you check us in Skittle? Mate, that was good. Other than the milk bottle, I thought the milk bottle would be pretty pretty straightforward for you, but mm. impressive. Well, Queenlands are my favourites. <laughs> how good. Um, yeah. The other thing, I think, oh no, what was it? The recommendation before. So I had a second recommendation. Didn't know how well you wanted to discuss it, but I wanted to bring it up anyway because it's hilarious. So. <laughs> Amy and I watched a show the other day. It's called Untold. It's like the girlfriend that didn't exist. Mm. And it's about a guy named Manta, Manti Teo. He played for college, uh, University of Notre Dame. He was Heisman Trophy candidate. Just fantastic um, NFL player. <laughs> but... <laughs> haven't you seen it? Right, I'll give it. <laughs> I'm like, why are you looking at me like this? I didn't know whether you're like, don't say it, don't say it. <laughs> so, in summary... He had a girlfriend and ended up getting catfish. That's a major summary. It's actually a, good, a, pr- a pretty good watch. But, Dilski, mm. got a bit of experience with that. Yeah, when I was younger, I got catfished, yeah. <laughs> silly, silly little date nap mishap. <laughs> Thought I was talking to a female, ended up not being a female <laughs> in the end, but... It was, yeah, a bit of a giggle. <laughs> I, find, I was actually speaking as people work about this. Like, like people that get catfished for years. Mm. Mm. Sad, isn't this, it? But, oh, this yeah, it's sad, like, but how, how fucking <laughs> yeah. dumb can you be to... Like, you haven't spoken to them on the phone, you mm. haven't FaceTimed and haven't met them in person. And it's been, like, years. Like, sure, you get to a stage So, where so this, this case in, in the show it's on netflix and pretty much what they go through is like the guy that was catfishing was putting on like a female voice and like mm. full-on sound like don't like did you mm. when you're listening to it like sounds properly like yeah. a, have a you chick. heard of the tony voice no was that on actual catfish it's like i think it was a chick maybe but they're like but he was speaking to the a actual, dude the and actual she's like, show catfish the, yeah she's, oh, it's full she's on that like, one isn't it like they're like but you, he was speaking to an actual dude mm. and then he's this chick's like that's a Tony voice. It's such an early thing. Like, but yeah, this, um, I think at that point in time, the guy's name was Renaya and then ended up transitioning um, to being a woman and all this sort of stuff. Hectic story though, because amidst all of this, he's like being nominated for the NFL combine, ended mm. up getting picked up by San Diego, I think, or something like that. But just hectic. And, and then at the end of it, he pretty much in his interview, he's like, look, he's like, I just have forgiven these people for what I'm doing. You can chew next to it. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. The snack man's back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But no, it was obviously um, a recommendation because it was something I just didn't think I'd enjoy because I'm so picky with TV shows and that sort of thing as well. But which is another thing you're fantastic at, Dill. I feel like anytime someone wants like a, either a TV show recommendation or like just a breakdown of a show or what he thought. It's like, you're Man. the guru. Yeah, I've watched, I watched a few TV shows. I've, I'm able to unwind. That's how I unwind. I like to just sit on the couch and chill out. It's probably watch, a tough question, but do you, do you have a top three? Um, or do, you, do you have like He loves ones? a romance. Yeah. <laughs> he loves love. Yeah, I do love love. Um, stupidly. <laughs> but... Um, no, yeah, I love a good romance movie, but as far as TV series goes, I've um, I've watched Sons of Anarchy twice. I really enjoyed yep. that one. Um, 
Charlie Hunnam's a hunk. He is a hunk. He yeah. is. Blonde long hair like me. <laughs> used to be like me. <laughs> um, the others, I really enjoyed Game of Thrones. I, I enjoy everything that I watch. If I don't enjoy it, I don't watch it. Mm. Um, so I hate those questions. Oh, what's your favourite? Yeah. But you should I get th- amongst the... Um, isn't there a new... I don't know what it's called. It's the like pre Game of Thrones, that dragon one. Yeah. I bet I'm yet to watch it. Lundy's watched it. I'm currently watching the um, pre uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. yeah. One. Um, Is that all right? I'm, I'm only a couple episodes in, but it's, it's a bit weird as yeah. so far. But I'll, I'll, I'll watch the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like certain things, like there's, I'd probably have a top couple, like Peaky Blinders was. Peaky Blinders, sick. another ripping one, yeah. But I, I don't know. I think think some shows of that nature just hit a certain point and they can never hold up to what they were things yep. like the office brooklyn 99 i love those sort of things because i could jump in on any episode enjoy it just as much as their ones time. that sort of how i met of, your mother yeah that type of i don't like i've watched watched it but i've never been able to get into those type right. of ones yeah um, the office is the best yeah you, you, <laughs> watch, you watch it a lot i just think it's it's like similar sh- shit every time mm. I just can't get into it. What's your favorite part? I, I love when they like just cut to Jim and he's just like doing that little <laughs> like, look. I was um we had like a practice fire evacuation at work today, and all I could think of was when <laughs> when Dwight lit the office on fire to teach yeah. everyone. Yeah, and he's like everyone pat it and starts like chucking printers through the windows. <laughs> Is that the same episode when he's like they're doing the CPR? Is that that one? Nah, different episode. Like it's the it's the um what do you call like the intro? Yeah, right. Yeah, they're yeah. two different intros. Yeah, I know that one. He's like, it's doing the doing the CPR. He's like, when you, he's like, you got to do it to staying alive. And he's First like, was <laughs> uh, <it> was <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's good. Yeah, it's it's such a easy way to unwind. I think to sit in front mm. of the telly and that sort of thing. But all these, I don't know. I guess with new information coming out about like screens and stuff before bedtime, I always get concerned about uh, yeah. that. I, I just I just listened to Cooper's sleep podcast yeah is that um olivia arizello or whatever yes. yeah, yeah 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 and uh, it's got me thinking like how we spoke about being on your phone a lot yeah i'm really over just the past week or whatever it's been since i listened to it, i've been so self uh, picky on yeah aware of it aware of it like yeah. i'm like i'm on my phone and watch a lot of tv maybe i do need to look at some sort of form because of- is that the first thing i know you Corey said like with having the phone near your bed like do you just grab it and you guys grab it in the morning or yeah i do yeah yeah it's it's turn off my alarm and and i'm not as bad as i used to because i only give myself 15 minutes to get up and get Mm. ready for work these days but i'll if there's a notification i'll definitely check it in the morning Mm. yeah recommendation i know you like him um huberman lab yeah he did one on sleep um it's like it's cool because he goes through like your whole day and he's like, even from waking up, you should get, like, it might be hard for you because you, you're up at fucking four o'clock, mm. but you should get like 30 minutes of direct sunlight within was, like the first hours because that yeah. will start your circadian rhythm. I think Olivia mentioned that as well, but I, I haven't been able to find anything yet on like, what do you do if like yourself, like what you're leaving at four o'clock, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, 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 my alarm goes off at four for yeah. get, get out of the house. So like, what it, I wonder what you do there, or it's just like... It's, well, you, me and Corey spoken before. I think Corey brought it to my light. Um, CrossFitter Matt Fraser uses mm, that, that sunlight alarm. Yep. So basically it's an alarm, but it, it gradually just gets brighter and brighter until it illuminates your room. I know it's not sunlight, but... Mm. It's meant to replicate it. Yeah. meant to replicate that, so it might yep. be something to, to look into. Yeah. Apparently you're meant to wake up 
a bit better as well rather than just being like a shock yeah <laughs> yeah because like obviously it sets off like stress signals in your body when your mm. alarm goes off yeah this one's kind of meant to just gradually wake you up i wonder is it is it a special type of light that thing i haven't looked too far into it the only thing is what's Corey told me about it um, mm. sounds i feel like that could be the name of this podcast i haven't looked too far into it it's like anytime <laughs> we or anyone brings something up we're like oh I was like, I heard something about it. <laughs> it's good though. It kicks something off. But I think just looking for any ways that you can improve like your day-to-day life. And on the phones though, like it's just crazy how it is designed to obviously capture attention. But even in the times where I've been like on a long drive or whatever, just feeling super tired mm. and like you can do whatever. You can drink cold water. You can open the windows and stuff. But you always end up getting tired. The thing is, if you like, if you were to look at your phone, that just like instantly wakes you up, yeah. and it's like, yeah. And to see what that's doing, I guess going to bed or waking up and that sort of thing. But yeah, maybe we need some some more information on that. <laughs> we need a, we need a sleep expert to jump on. <laughs> yeah. um, obviously, coming up on an hour, we got two final questions that we ask all our guests. Uh, do you have a favorite failure that's benefited you in the long run? I've obviously listened to your all your boys podcasts and i've never really thought too deep into the questions that you asked but today i've fucking spent all day thinking about <laughs> it um favorite fav, favorite failure i was thinking i've had lots of fa- failures in life um lots of personal ones lots of lots of failures as far as favorite that's benefit me i don't think i've had it yet um and i was thinking today along with my travels and i i think i'll fail a lot along the way and I can't wait to fail um listening to your previous podcasts and what they've said I'm I'm actually looking forward to being able to fail and grow from it Mm. um which I think I will in the next 18 months while I'm overseas I'm sure there'll be numerous times where um things aren't easy um and I like I said I can't wait to just go with the wind and take them as they come and grow yeah Mm. yeah that's sick as far as favorite fail i don't think i've had it yet i can't wait to though yeah i like that answer. that's cool it's far different to anyone mm. who've had it as well because everyone yeah mm. nice my man's been busy thinking about that all day. <laughs> uh, and then yeah second question if you had a billboard that everyone could see what would it say um no quote or poem from me just i think a billboard with a sunflower on it because i know me and my mum and my sister that's what makes us happy sunflower mm. Um, so I think everyone gains a little bit of happiness when they see from sunflower. So I think, yeah, just, just a photo of a sunflower for me. Nice. A bit interesting as well, like how everyone always with the billboard question goes to something, whether it's specific to them or not, but like having a sunflower out there could mean so many different things for exactly. different people. And it's like, yep. imagine seeing a billboard with no advertising Nothing. or other than Nothing. just like a photo. Yep. So, Yeah. Maybe one day if we have any of us. marketing idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. What's um, Project Positive? What's going on there? Because I saw something pop up the other yeah, day. Yeah. So Project Positive is my sister and her partner's new venture. It's it's basically just um, bringing light to, to mental health and mental illness and um, sustainability. So they've, they've just released a, a few reusable stainless steel um, water bottles. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's all all ben, um all sorry all, all profits, profits yeah. all profits will go to um, I'm not too sure what 
programs or whatnot, but towards something in those fields. Yeah, charity of their children yeah. or whatever. So yeah. um, they've just been releasing like daily affirmations and positive positive thoughts and whatnot. But yeah, check them out on Instagram, Project Positive, um, buy yourself a water bottle. Yeah, sick. Do you, um, obviously it's always good to hang out with our friends and that sort of thing, but obviously for Corey and I just to get feedback is fantastic each week as well. Do you have anything that you'd recommend for us or do you have, I guess, do you have anyone that you'd like to listen to or see on here or like what, what do you want to hear more of? Well, to be honest, I think you've exceeded my expectations as far as who you've been able to get on here and how much I enjoy. I speak about your podcast with a lot of people and a lot of people do listen into you and you should be really proud of what you've achieved so far because you've gone beyond and above what I've thought you've been able to. Mm. I think you've both really grown into... Um, strong and courageous people and being able to um, articulate what you're thinking it's been it's been really good um, so as far as what I think you can improve on I, I think you just got to c- continue on with what you're doing you're doing really well mm. um, just keep having fun with it how do you feel Corey about the most recent episodes because we've had like a few mates and like mm. I've been having so much fun yeah. not, not that I haven't had the fun with like the other guests and stuff as well but I guess I don't know. Maybe, maybe subconsciously, there's like a bit of a barrier there, as well as you have the rapport built with people mm. like Dylan and Carl and Lucas and stuff. What are your mm. thoughts? Yeah, I'm probably the same. Like, I don't know, they can kind of let loose a little bit more. Yeah. Like, obviously, we've had a couple of good laughs with yeah Dylan and Carl. Yeah. And stuff. Um, but I think it's a lot different though. Like, we're learning. We're exactly. kind of learning from other people. Mm. Whereas, like, we've got a lot of rapport with Dill, so we can kind of talk about whatever there's comfortability there but like mm. i said i think you've just got to keep going on with your doing getting the guests that you're getting because they are good guests they're mm. they're people that i'm gaining knowledge from your guests which is why i listen to the podcast i mm. want to be inspired and i want to gain knowledge and i'm doing that through your guys podcast so just keep going on with your doing the guests are good um so but being able to get your best mates on like what we've been able to do tonight and with with carl it's um it's, yeah, it's, it's been really fun. I know mum said that her favourite episode was the Carl one as well because yeah. she was able to have a laugh with that. Mm. Yeah. Um, and you, you, Blake, as well, you said that you think that's your favourite. So yeah. whether you get a mate on here and there, um, just to make it a bit more fun instead of it being such... Informative. Informative, sort of, yeah. 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 I think that's a good thing to do. Yeah, sick. No, I appreciate yeah. the feedback. Appreciate your help. Thanks appreciate for you, mate. Mm. Love you. Love you too, boys. It's awesome. So thanks for coming down and see you next week. Thank <laughs> you.